chapter 4. I will be uh, sitting down. Uh, I don't have to walk around and move around, that kind of stuff, so that's why I sit, okay? But for those out there who are concerned about your pastor, pastor doing fine. I just want to take advantage of my soft seat. Amen. Praise the Lord. Never get a chance really to do this, Miss Crump. You know, you got a soft seat here, you might well have it, you know. And we're going to get the word. You're not, you're not going to miss no word. Amen. All right, let's, so let's go right into 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 4. Uh, 1 Corinthians 4. We want to look at the first two verses, then I'm going to go over, and the verse number 10. I'm going to be teaching out of 1 Corinthians today. Uh, because I really got something I want to share with you today. First Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as ministers of Christ. And then it says, Stewards of the mysteries of God. I may have to do a teaching there too. Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it's a very small, Paul's talking about a small thing, that I should be judged of you. But he wanted, he wanted to get into some other thing. Let's go down to verse 10. Uh, verse number 10 says, We are fools for Christ's sake, uh, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. Uh, you are honorable, but we are despised. Even unto this present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and are naked and are buffeted, have no certain dwelling place, and labor, he says, working with our hands, He's going to get to something. He says, being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we suffer it. Being defamed, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and the offscouring of all things until this day. Here's what we're going to get into today. I write none of these things to shame you. But as my beloved sons, I warn you. Now, that's what we're going to be dealing with today. i give you the subject just a moment. We're going to deal with that verse. He said, but though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore, I beseech you, be ye followers of me. All right, now watch this verse here. Uh, verse number 14. I write none of these things to shame you, he said. But as my beloved sons, I warn you. So I'm going to be talking about today, the Apostle Paul warned his beloved sons. The Apostle Paul warned his beloved sons. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you now for your great salvation through your Son, through your death, death, and resurrection of your Son. We give you all the praise and the glory and the honor now. Thank you for that anointing. Thank you for your grace upon our lives. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, and understanding. We bless you. We praise you. We appreciate you. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus, and I pray that the people will receive understanding from the Holy Spirit today. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, and understanding. In Jesus' name, and all the great that prayer says, Amen. All right. Amen. So we're going to get right into God's Word. Uh, we, 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 really, we really want to 
uh, talk about the word today. But remember what we're going to do today. Guess what we're going to do today. Uh, we are in volume number two, of course, and uh, we are already uh, on part three today. All right, but we're moving right along. Last week, we got into something, uh, and I really, I really believe. I'm just going to give you a little, bring you up to date on where we are in case you have not tuned into this program this morning. We are the Door of Faith Christian Church, uh, located here at 511 South Sanford Street in the city of Pontiac, Michigan, where we preach the gospel of Christ, okay? The gospel of Christ is the gospel that the Apostle Paul preached to us in the Bible. All right, you're going to a church this morning, you need to make sure that your pastor preaches to you out of the Bible, not out of his denomination, out of his religion, out of his uh, tradition of men, and all this other stuff. But God has already given us what we need to preach to you in the Bible already. All right, we just got to make sure we have the Holy Spirit. We got to make sure it's rightly divided, the word of truth. We got to make sure that we understand it and able to minister to the people by the Holy Spirit. That's what we have to do. All right, but it's already been given us. When somebody is preaching to you and not using the Bible, you should be concerned anyway. You know, you just can't get, read me two or three scriptures and then close the Bible and then talk for the next hour, half hour. And that's what we've been used to, but that's not the Bible, okay? My job is to tell you, God has given us what he wants us to know in his Bible. You know, you hear people say, oh, the Lord is going to speak to you this morning, and they'll just begin to walk all over the church and, 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 and pray in the Spirit and tell people what they believe the Lord telling them. Listen, listen, that's not Bible, all right? That's man wisdom, okay? Now, I know some of you out there, you, you, you think that that's it. But listen, God said what he wanted to say, and he put it in the Bible. All right? That's what he wanted to say. Now, the Bible is in the New Covenant is called the New Testament in will. The New Testament in will. All right? So if God already gave us his will, his own New Testament, then I don't have to worry about nobody else telling me something different. Uh, think about it today. Think about it today. If your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, or somebody passed away in your family, and they left you a will, just think about it. If they left you a will, what did that mean? That means that everything they said to you is already in the will. Whatever they want you to have is already in the will. Nobody got to get up and say what they think things ought to be. Just look in the will. See? So that's why God left us his New Testament and will, so we'll have everything God wants us to have. Everything God wanted to tell you, everything God wanted to give you, he put it in his will. And that's what I'm preaching to you, and it goes from the book of Romans uh, to the New Testament uh, uh, when Paul talked to uh, his sons and Timothy and Titus, and that's why all of that is the New Testament in will. Okay, so let's enjoy it, all right? Now, Paul won his beloved sons, all right? But I want to put in there uh, the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul won his beloved sons. Now, let's see what 
he warned them. And that's what we're going to deal with today. All right, now, Paul said here in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 14, as my beloved sons, I warn you. Now, why would he put that in there? Warn them about what? It's what we're going to look at today. Uh, we're going to be here today in both services. So I pray to God you get this. Now, let's go and see what it was. Uh, let's go to uh, 1 Timothy 1, 1 through 3. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. We're going to show you, he's going to, all through what I'm giving you today is showing you Paul wanting his sons. He wanted them. And I'm wanting you today also. Regardless of what church you go to, listen to today's message. Because it's an awesome thing to go to church all your life and die and go to hell. I'm warning you today. All right? Now, let's go and see what's going on. First Timothy chapter 1, Paul says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, we're reading out the uh, King James, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith. He, he's warning his sons. He said, this is my own son. And if you've been born, uh, born again on this ministry, which is a many, many of you have, then you are my sons and daughters, and my job is to warn you. All right, a lot of you moves away. You end up going to different churches and different things. But my job is to warn you. I, I, I know people believe they got it together. You know, there's some people just believe they got it together. They go over here with so-and-so, 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 so and they just believe they got it together. And guess what? They are not preaching to you the gospel of Christ. They are not preaching to you the gospel of Christ. But my job is to warn you. You die, you go to hell, not going to be my fault. That's what Paul is telling these boys. I'm going to warn you. Then he told Timothy, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith. Watch what he said to him. Grace, mercy, peace. That's what he offered this young boy. Grace, mercy, and peace. From God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. He offered him grace, mercy, and peace. He's not trying to get him a, a, a gospel that he got to do something. He offered him a gospel that's already been paid for by the blood of Christ. It's called grace. It's called mercy. It's called peace. See? And then watch what it says in verse 3. As, as I uh, besought you to abide still at Ephesus. Watch what he says. He, he left this young man at Ephesus. Timothy. He said to Timothy, when I went into Macedonia, I left you at Ephesus. Watch what he's going to remind him of. That you might charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Now, he's, he's telling this young man, listen, let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now, when you go, Timothy, listen, Charge the people that's sitting under you that they teach no other doctrine. Now that word doctrine is a Greek word. The, the, the King James uh, uh, 
English word is teachings. Doctrines are teachings of the Bible. All right? And through the apostle Paul, that's what you have. You have, we have his teachings. That's what we got with Paul. Uh, Book of Romans, start with Romans, go all the way to Philemon. That is the New Testament teachings that God has for us. It has to be rightly divided. You got to rightly divide it because a lot of things they're talking to the old church, the first church there, the church of God, and there are some other things he's talking to the body of Christ. All right, so we have to rightly divide what he's saying. All right. But, but watch this thing again. So he's told him, I besought you to abide still in Ephesus when I went to Macedonia that you might charge some of them that they teach no other doctrine. Now, let's go and show you some of the things he's talking about. Go to Galatia, chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. We're going to back back. We go to Galatia because this is the book where the Galatian church, that's what happened to them. So if I go back to Galatia, I'm going to start verse 1. That's what happened to them. People came in there with some other doctrine. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, uh, as a young man, a uh, uh, young man, I look at myself as a young man, a young pastor. I've been, I know I've been in ministry 41 years. I've been pastoring now. This is my 36th year, my wife and I in ministry, uh, pastoring this church. But at the same time, there's a lot of teachings. There's a lot of doctrines. There's a lot of teachings. That's why you always hear me say, uh, baptizing water in Jesus' name. See, that's a doctrine uh, that people tell you in the churches that you need to do this. That they, they made that, the, well, in the New Covenant, I'm going to show you that Paul told them in 1 Corinthians 1, 17, Christ sent me not to baptize. But yet people would take Acts. They'll go back to Acts. Acts is not the New Testament doctrine. The New Testament does not start until the book of Romans. Now, I know that may sound, you know, mind-blowing to a lot of you out there, but the book of Acts is the transition book. Just like you have the, the Old Testament, Genesis, all the way down to Malachi, which is the Old Testament. Then you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which is Jesus Christ's ministry in transition. Jesus Christ's ministry connected and dealt with and paid for the old covenant so we can have the new covenant. So that's why it's in the middle of the book. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy. I'm sorry, 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy, I'm sorry, I did 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 8. I showed you something here last week. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse 1 through 8. We're going to spend some time in the Word. We're going to be moving uh, pretty rapidly because I got a lot I want to show you. 2 Timothy uh, chapter number 1. I'm sorry, chapter 2. 2 Timothy 2. And I want to look at verse 1 through verse number 8. All right, I'm going to stay with the King James. I'm going to go on this side on the King James. Chapter 2, verse, verse 1 says, I exhort therefore, first of all, 
supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all that's in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. And then they're going to get to verse 3, who I want to get to. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Watch this. Who would have all men to be saved? How are they going to do it? And to come to the knowledge of the truth. You can't be saved until you come to the knowledge of the truth. How did man lose his salvation in the garden? If you go back to Adam. He ate of the tree of knowledge of what? Good and evil. If he had eaten of the tree of life, he would have lived forever. All right? So that's what God has given you through his son, Jesus Christ. The knowledge of the truth. Then he told you in verse 5, there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Watch what Christ did. He gave himself a ransom for all men. He gave himself a ransom. He died in your, in your place he, he, to be testified in due time. Watch what Paul says. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and apostle, I speak the truth in Christ, I lie not. I am the teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. This man is our teacher. I would therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. That's verse 9. But anyway, we got, we got, we got the man. I, I gave you 1 Timothy. I suppose we were reading 2 Timothy. We didn't know. Now let's go to 2 Timothy for real. Uh, I told you 2 Timothy, but I still read 1 Timothy. Now let's go to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. I'm sorry about that. 2 Timothy. All right, 2 Timothy chapter number 2 now, 1 through 8 is what I want, okay? Watch what he said to, to his sons. Thou therefore, my son. See, Paul is talking to his son in the faith. Be, be strong in the grace. Wait a minute. Be strong. You didn't tell him water baptism, did you? Be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. If you're going to be strong in the grace, then you're going to have to teach the gospel of Christ. You're going to have to sit on the man of God who teaches Christ. All right? And then he said, And the thing that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to faithful men, with, watch this, who shall be able to teach others also. So, so what are we doing here? In this ministry, what we want to do here is teach others. We, we want to teach as many people as we can, and, and we want the people of this ministry to learn the gospel of Christ. And I, I have to say, uh, I've been here for, since the beginning of the ministry, 41 years, and I keep saying to people over and over, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. If you're going to be a part of this ministry and teaching this ministry, we teach the gospel of Christ. You need to learn it. You know, if you've been here 10 years, 15, 20 years, I've been teaching the gospel of Christ that long, then you should know by now that you're saved only by Christ's death, death, and resurrection. But you've got to learn the Bible. I keep telling people, I teach you, we put it on Facebook, we go now, we take it off Facebook, we put it on YouTube, and now you're able to get your, 
YouTube every Tuesday, Thursday, everything I preach on Sunday, and all you got to do is just put it on and listen. I mean, I can't say it no plain than that. Just turn it on and listen. You can go to bed at night. You can get up the next morning. You can put on YouTube, on your television, and play all the messages that I've taught in the last year. And further than that, right there on your YouTube, on your big television screen. If you're watching me on your phone right now, you need to talk to somebody because you don't have to just watch it on the phone. You can hook up, hook up to your big color television and watch this same message. God has made it easy. Take advantage of it. All right. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, I want to read a few, a few of these verses because uh, we're going to start with verse 1. 2 Timothy 1 and 1. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 1 and 1. I'm sorry. All right, so he told Timothy, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And then it says, uh, down there in verse number uh, 3 is where we're at now. But he said, commit to people who can be able to teach the same thing. So his, his whole thing is not just have one person in the church who know the gospel of Christ. You know, that's one of the things I try to do in this ministry every year in the month of July to have my, a group of my ministers, which we have men and women ministers here. You already know what you're supposed to be teaching. Just look at what I've taught over the last year. Get yourself a message. Study the message. Outline it like you would do in school and minister it. You don't have to go think of something else. I don't know why people don't understand. The message is preached by the pastor. You don't have to go think of something else. Just take what he ministered to you, get yourself a pencil and paper and headphone, and go through it and write down the notes and minister it again. That is so simple. When Jesus Christ came, he did not minister to you something that his father did not already minister. You make it hard for yourself. It's hard for me to put this together. It's already been put together. I minister on volume one, two, three, four, sometimes five and six, 18 tapes, six times six, 36 tapes, and you can't get one message. You make it hard for yourself. Just take what's already there, put your headsets on, get a pencil and paper, outline it, minister it back to me. going to sound like you already knew it. People are going to hear the same message again. Isn't that so simple? All right. Paul said to Timothy, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. What? That's what Paul preached. Just preach what I preach. That's all he's telling Timothy. Don't go out and invent something else. There's nothing else but the grace of Christ. Now he says to him in verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangle himself with the fathers of this life, that he may be able to please him that chose him to be a soldier. And if any man strive for masters, yet he's not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husband that labors must be first partake of the fruits. Watch what he says in verse 7. That's what we get into. Consider what I say, and the Lord give you understanding in all things. Consider what I say. 
Watch what he's saying to Timothy. Timothy, consider what I say. Stop trying to do your own thing. Consider what I've already preached. Get the tape, put the headset on, get your pencil, take notes. Consider what I say. And if you do this, the Lord will give you understanding in all things. Then he says this, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Consider what I say. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. According to my gospel. Watch, the, watch what he's saying. Why is he telling Timothy that? I gave it to you last week. I'm going to give it to you again. Hold your finger right there. Let's go back and show it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. Consider what I say, he says. And the Lord give you understanding in all things. See, I've learned that until people preach Christ and them crucified, you're not going to know the new covenant because the whole new covenant is about Christ. And guess what? The whole old covenant is about Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, watch what God told Paul. Paul told the church of Corinth, and I, brothers, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. See, he just preached Christ and him crucified. I determined not to know anything among you, there it is, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness. I was with you in fear. I was with you in much trembling. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Paul said the gospel was preached and demonstrated. Why did he do that? That verse number five, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Listen to me real good. Paul says, demonstrate. I'm going to show you that in Romans 15. We'll go there and show you that next. He told them, why did I do that? Why did I preach Christ and why did I demonstrate the power? That your faith would not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. What is he talking about? He's talking about preachers spending their time not in the pulpit preaching Christ to you, but they're all over the church trying to pray for everybody, got a prophecy for everybody. See, that's the wisdom of men. I hear the Lord telling me, sister, to tell you this. Uh, you right there. I, the Lord is telling me to tell you this. Look, look, look the Lord is he got a prophecy for everybody in the church. You're basing your life on the wisdom of men. God has already spoken to us in his word. But when you go to some churches, they want to make it seem like they are something else. And you'll go up in there and just love it because you know why? They're going to call you out. My sister right here. 
because you ain't been here before we know you. You got on this mink coat. I want you to stand up. I hear the Lord saying to you, and they give you this big prophecy, and then they'll have two or three brothers to rush to you right quick and lay their hands on you. There, there, there it is right there. And what you leave there saying, oh my God. Oh my God. See, blown away. But your faith is in what that man said today. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen people. I mean, they've told me, did you write out your prophecy? The prophecy that the man said to you, did you write it out? And these people have it all. I'm serious. They have it all typed out in their Bible what that man said to them 2015, 2010, 2000. You might well tear it up. It ain't come to pass. Because that is not God. That's not what God said to you. When God says something to you, he's going to say to you out of his book. I'm going to show you that in a moment. I told you that I was going to show you that. I'm going to show you that. <laughs> Praise God. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't see no reason why I can't show it to you right now. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Did I finish who I was? Huh? Uh, I, did, I did finish that, but I didn't finish you the other half of that. Let's go to 1 Peter 1.21. Let's go to 1 Peter. Now, I showed you what did Paul says, that's your faith. Paul said, I did the miracles, that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Now, let's show you what he did that at. I'm, I'm going to give you two things. I want you to write these down. I want to go to 1 Peter 1.21. Then I'm going to go to Romans chapter number 15 because I want to show you where he did this at. And then we're going to start reading uh, uh, chapter 15. And then we'll pick up uh, a lot of this that Paul showed you, all these things, uh, what Paul had done through the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 15. And we'll start, we'll start reading. Yeah, we can pick it up, verse 13. All right, we'll come back. Remember that Romans 15, 13. Let's go to 1 Peter. Why did Paul do these miracles? 1 Peter chapter 1. Let me show you what Peter said about it. 1 Peter chapter 1. And we want to look at uh, verse 21. Remember, we talked about Christ's God raised Christ from the dead. Why do you preach Christ's death, death, and resurrection? Remember, that's the power of God. Christ, the power of God. So in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 21, watch what the Word of God says. Who by him do believe in God? We're talking about Christ. We, we, why do we have faith in God? Because by God, we believe in God, that raised Christ from the dead. Why do we believe that? And he gave him glory. Why do we believe that? That your faith and hope might be in God. So why, why do God want you to believe in Christ's death, and resurrection? That your faith and your hope might be in God 
not in the wisdom of man. See, when Paul preached Christ, raised from the dead, then he turned around and demonstrated. Look at Romans chapter 15, and let's go start reading verse 13. We got a few minutes, we got about eight minutes to go. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, let's start there. Now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, see what he's saying? Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How are you going to do it? In believing. When the, God, when the gospel is preached. That we may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now watch what Paul is going to tell you. And I myself also am persuaded of you, my brothers, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brothers, I have written the more bolder to you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given me of God. Well, all right. Well, if God has given Paul grace, and I say this to, to, to a lot of people, especially my sons and my daughters, if you're on this ministry, then God has given you the grace of God. You're partakers of the grace that's here. See, if a ministry, if God has given the ministry the grace of God and people come to that ministry, support that ministry, become a part of that ministry, then that grace also is on their life also. That's how it works. All right. You become partake of the ministry that you're under. All right. Now, in Romans chapter number 15, and Paul is going to bring some to the attention. Verse number 16. That I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up to the Gentiles may be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. Ain't that something? Being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. So when Paul began to preach and I'm going to bring that into my next teaching. All these things that Paul began to do with signs and wonders and miracles that he told us he did, all of these things is what happened because of the gospel preaching. But why did he do that? That your faith and your hope might be in God. That's the whole thing. All right? Now, I want to close out uh, with Acts chapter number 20. Verse 17. This is kind of long, so I want to pick that up. Let's go back to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 20 and verse 17. He's one of his sons. Now here, the apostle Paul is going to bring all of his sons out here. He's going to bring them out in Acts chapter 20 and verse number 17. Watch what the apostle Paul is going to do in verse 17. And from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. He's going to call all these elders. Remember, that's Ephesus. Remember Ty Timothy? He's at Ephesus. And when, he will come to, when they came to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came in, uh, into Asia after what manner I had been with you at all, time, at all seasons, serving the Lord with all the humility of mine, 
and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the line and the weight of the Jews. And now and how I kept back nothing that was profitable to you and have showed you and have taught you publicly from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks. Remember, that wasn't us. Repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the thing which shall befall me there. Say that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide in me. That's what's waiting on me, bonds and afflictions. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself, so I might, watch what he's going to say, finish my course. We're going to do a teaching in one of these series, in this series on that. Did he finish his course? Yeah, he did. That I might finish my course with joy. And then he said, and the ministry, which was I received of the Lord Jesus Christ, here was his ministry, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. That's his ministry. And now behold, I know that you need to get this because when I show you as son, God commanded us in the word to preach nothing else but the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of Christ. And yet people preach everything but that. Paul called them the enemies of the cross of Christ. Paul said, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear to myself, that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ, here it is, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now he said, now behold, I go, I know that you all among whom I have, I have, I have, I have, I have gone preaching. I have, past it. what you gone, what have you been preaching, Paul? I have gone preaching the kingdom of God. You're not going to see my face no more because he had already preached the kingdom of God to the Jewish believer. Now he says, verse number 26, wherefore I take you record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men. Now he says, I have not shown to declare to you all the counsel of God. So he gave the Jews everything they needed. Now he's going to go to verse 28. Take heed therefore to yourselves and to the flock over to which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseer. Feed the church of God. You see what church he's talking to? That's the church that he persecuted. He told him to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Then he's going to give them the warning. I know that after my departure, Grievous wolves going to enter in among you. Talk to the church. Not sparing the flock. Also of you, of your own self. Talking about in your own churches. Shall men arise speaking, watch this, perverse things. To draw away disciples after them. And I'm telling you, you got to watch that because in a church as a pastor, you got to make sure everybody teaches the same thing because you get somebody that's coming there trying to do something totally different than what you're doing in the church. The whole goal is to get a few followers. That's all it is. 
to get a few followers. And after that, they're going to break off from you, go start their own church, and them few followers that always followed them is going to go right over there with them and leave your church. That's what Paul is telling them. This is what you have to understand why you got to preach the same thing, Pastor. He says, Verse number 29, I know this, that after my departure shall grievous wolves enter in among you, spare not, not sparing the flock. And of your own selves shall men arise. What are you going to do? Speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore watch, he told Timothy, watch. Remember, all you elders, you better watch, you better remember. By the space of three years, I seize not to one, everyone, night and day. I warn you, night and day. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. My time is already gone. This hour don't last but an hour. My time is already gone, and I thank you for yours, but let's go to the first Corinthians chapter 15, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this this mic on this side. First Corinthians chapter 15. Just want to do the first couple of verses because I want to demonstrate the cross. Paul said, More would I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you. He's talking about the cross, Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preach to you unless you have believed in vain. Paul says, For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again from the dead according to the Scriptures. Salvation is putting your faith and your trust in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.